So hi, welcome to Noise Podcast with First in Flight. We're going to ask them some <coughs> questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Ooh. Oh, we, we, we could take kind of half of that. I, I, I think I think Pat's a good explanation for the band name, but uh, I think Dave and I can take um, where the start was. Um, so basically, Dave and I were coming out of uh, a metal band. Uh, we both have roots in that he's been playing in punk and metal bands since high school. I was doing all metal bands, all th- same thing, high school and even afterward. And then we were in a metal band that um, basically broke apart after a few years. Um, but we always wanted to continue to play music. So we, we always liked other stuff aside from metal. But we also loved the kind of vibe that metal gives, you know, the edge, the, 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 um, the movement, you know, the mosh pits, that stuff. Um, but, you know, we've liked pop. We love 80s electronic, you know, Depeche Mode, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we wanted to th- figure out a way, what's a good way to kind of bring all that together. Um, so in 2015, we saw Walk the Moon live for the first time in, um, here in SF. And we realized they were doing kind of exactly that. You know, the, the, the crowd was, you know, dancing, moving. The music was obviously energetic, but it was also edgy in its own kind of way, right? Um, yeah. It was cat, you know, it was catchy. It was melodic. It's everything that we liked. And and after Dave and I saw that, we realized that hey, dude, this, whatever this is, <laughs> you know, is is kind of what we want to do. And and obviously we we heard of Walk the Moon before that, right? We've known their music, but that live experience really motivated us to kind of start a band something kind of in that vein obviously not exactly like them but you know capture those elements and yeah. and um we feel we have definitely done done that and continue to do that um but that's definitely the one of the biggest roots of it so yeah. you know we get get aggression from metal but then have other elements and, and pat and max definitely also bring the other elements as well so all right really cool. mm-hmm uh, the band name, the band name was originally came up with after I joined, we were at a restaurant and we found uh, the, the words first in flight on a wall and we were trying to brainstorm a good band name. And for some reason, those just rolled up the tongue really well. So mm-hmm. we went around and asked some people how it sounded and, and people seemed to like it. And I guess what really convinced us was there was this idea that, um, you know, I had uh, moved to Chicago to be out there. So I had flown out there, um, kind of changed my life a bit. Max originally was from the Midwest as well. Um, so there's this sort of theme about, you know, um, flying and sort of, you know, leaving your comfort zone and being away from home. And then we, we kind of liked the way it, it sounded in terms of first in flight. We were always trying to push boundaries, try to um, kind of break out a bit. So it, it, it wasn't a it's not a super deep story, but it was a really um, cool name for us. And it really stuck very quickly. And that's why we decided on it. And just for okay. clarification, there, there wasn't just like first and fly randomly on the wall that'd be mm-hmm. kind of weird it was a, a bunch of license plates were on the wall it was like a collage of license plates of all over the united states so and we just for some reason richard pointed out yeah that uh he saw first and fly and that just it just flow it flowed uh, right off the tongue really easily and we we like the you know the acronym fif too so that's what we call it we call ourselves sometimes too so that's more clarification on that because it would be kind of weird if we just saw like first and flight on the wall like yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah. That looks so, good. Yeah. So for the record, I named the band. <laughs> he owns the copyright. Oh no! Can't give it to Richard. Uh, <laughs> so if they try fighting me, I'm gonna threaten oh, them with that. I'm gonna take the name somewhere else. Oh, oh my god! god. Start a whole new band. Same yeah, it'd be, like, it'd be like Queen's Rag. <laughs> <laughs> right.
Okay. Uh, so congrats on your newest release, Scarlet. How do you guys feel about the response to it so far? Uh, it was it was great. One of the, one of my favorite things about when we release songs is that you know that I'm sure you guys know, but that whole midnight release and and how people react to it. Um, it was by far our quickest growing song, just in terms of streams, uh, streams, views, etc. And um, it's a really fun one to play live. No one knows that yet, but uh, it, it, we've been overall really impressed with the reaction, just in terms of um, you know how how people like the song, how they like it when it's played on live streams, and overall the the streams and how people reacted to it. So yeah, we we've been really happy with it. And like I said, nothing beats that first midnight drop when when people are all commenting and telling us how much they love it and and uh, you know dubbing it their favorite song until the next one comes out. So yeah. it's been, it's been yeah. pretty good so far. All right, that's yeah. cool to hear. Mm -hmm. um, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process and how it's changed from that first release until now? Oh, um, it's it's changed a, well, obviously a lot, right? Um, yeah. When the band started, yeah, Pat was the last person to join, right? So very early on, it was just David and Max and I, and like we would write stuff in his garage, just instrumentals, doing like various various amounts of like rewrites of stuff. Um, now we still do the same, but we've definitely refined it a bit. Um, but it's it's definitely gone through like top, numerous changes. Uh, David, you wanna? <laughs> yeah, we've tried we tried a variation of things to kind of figure out exactly what's the right formula to kind of write a song. And everybody in the beginning kind of like started to have their input, and then we kind of realized there's like too many cooks in the kitchen, <laughs> so to speak. So. Uh, what has been working really well for us for these past uh, few releases is um, usually Pat and myself get together and uh, I write most of the music instrumentally and then Pat will then uh, write the melody on top of it and lyrics and then after, after we have like a rough structure and arrangement that after that is when we actually then present it to Richard and Max and they either do a few changes or they don't because uh, I sometimes I write some guitar parts as well um, but usually that's kind of what has been the best process so far for us because it kind of like streamlines the process a little bit. We kind of like to think of it as kind of like the artist and producer kind of thing because I do, I focus more on arrangements and producing and then Pat can then just get like really hone in the melody and the lyrics and make sure that the song is as tight as it can be. Okay. Okay. Oh, so where's your head? <clears throat> oh, no, go ahead. No, no. Uh, yeah, no. And, and then, you know, lyric writing, that's usually... Pat, he, you know, obviously he does the bulk of that. But then um, Max, David, and Pat actually sit down and usually go out over it. Um, so even the lyrics, as much as it is Pat, it's actually a pretty collaborative effort. Uh, minus me, I don't care much about lyrics. Uh, but um, <laughs> like, like they've, we've had sessions where literally the three of them are going over Pat's lyrics line by line, word by word. Uh, you know, how does that feel? What does that sound? That kind of stuff. So um, it can get pretty in-depth. Um, it all kind of just depends on like how the song feels, you know, there's those songs that just feel natural, you know, they just, they, they just, it just writes itself on those kinds of songs. You don't have to do too much, but you know, there are ones where we've really taken the dive down. Um, Chopsticks and Champagne was, is an example of that. We, you know, I, I remember when they were all sitting down doing, um, various forms of that. So, yeah, I'm not like, I'm like Richard says, I don't really care too much about lyrics either. Uh, but I do care how they sound. So like phonetically, like if some word just like sounds weird, I'm like, Pat, you got to change that. It just sounds weird. And they were like, we'll change this to some other word. Because uh, I'm, I'm very particular how words sound and how the texture of the words are. Because we come from metal, you know, <laughs> where we can't understand what the hell they're saying. But yeah, yeah. we like what, like we like how they're saying it. And that's kind of how I listen for 
uh, when Pat is, is singing a song, it's like, how does it sound when he says the word? Not necessarily what the word means. Because he can, there's synonyms. We can figure that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I, I care about the lyrics. <laughs> good, to good to know somebody hear. here does. At least, yeah. at least one person cares. That's good to hear. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. So where was your headspace while creating Scarlet? Tricky. Oh. Well, um, oh, you want to go, Rich? Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, music-wise, if you compare it to our other stuff, it is kind of one of the more different-sounding songs. Not, like, drastically different. But that's also when, like, previously, when you guys asked about, like, how we, you know, when it comes to the release, I was curious to see what the reception was. Um, yeah, and it's been very great, so that's, that's good to know. Um, but yeah, we were trying a few different things. You know, the original skeleton of the song was different than how it was now. But you know, like, you know, Pat was giving his flavor of his jazz background. Like the song is made up of largely seventh chords, you know, which is something um, we've been, I, I've incorporated in some of our songs, but not to the degree Scarlet was. So I think we were definitely, I don't know, really feeling that the indie indie vibe for this one. You know, if you really listen to it, it definitely has that kind of uh, vibe the most out of all of our songs. So I think music-wise, we, we wanted to do something like that and then, you know, have an anthemic bridge that you could sing along. I know Pat definitely wanted that, and, and we, we were able to throw that in there. Um, but he can explain to you lyric-wise, though. I yeah. think um, the theme of this song um, comes back to our band. We had, you know, putting – you asked what the heck <clears> – <throat> that's a great question, by the way. I like that much better than, like, what were, you know, what were the lyrics like? Um, <laughs> great, great question. Great question. Um, um, I think my headspace was – we were a band we had been together three years we had just gotten off a huge u.s tour we had accomplished you know one of one of many but one of our dreams and there was this sort of feeling of okay how do we keep this going how do we stay to a successful band how do we continue to push our music career in the right direction we had been a band around long enough now that we had seen plenty of other whether it was local bands national touring bands bands that we had opened for fall apart because of you name it finances um you know just kind of running out of steam bad managers um and so when i wrote the song i didn't write it out of it wasn't like technically a factual song but i was starting to put together a theme of what what i had seen these bands go through and what we were trying to avoid um scarlet in theory is a fictional figure or a fictional band that Mm -hmm. is trying to or pardon me that has already seen their downfall um as an artist and as i was writing it was almost a reminder to ourselves that hey we did this great thing that's awesome we're proud of that but we want to be musicians for a long time not just a good time but in theory both (laughs) but um so i when i was writing the lyrics i was trying to say like you know what do people fall for bad management focusing on money focusing on things that don't necessarily you know help like streams like streams are super cool but they don't pay the bills like that kind of idea (laughs) and when it was the finished product i was really proud of it i mean it's something that I guess only so many people can relate to, to a degree, but our headspace was, was there. And that's why the song kind of became what it was. And I think as we, you know, try to push forward as a band, um, I'm not going to write more songs about that, but that's going to continue to be in our headspace of like, how can we continue to be a band that tours and, you know, provides good content for our fans and allows us to eat food and all those things. So that was, that's where my headspace was. Wow. Like all that. right. That's like so that. cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. So what bands or artist influences do you think you can hear the most in your music? Oh, that's different. That's different. Yeah, that's different than asking what your influences are. We could be here here all day for that. (laughs) Well, here, I'll go first. Mine is very simple. I have grown very 
accustomed now. Uh, my favorite band of all time is Red Hot Chili Peppers. And now mm -hmm. I've been comment. People have commented more and more how my my vocals have sounded like the vocals of their band, which is Anthony Kiedis. Um, I do a lot of rapping and I do a lot of his inflections and some of the ways that he sings his vowels. Um, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, every vowel is an E. If it's way, it's way E. Like that's how they, that's how he does it. So mm. um, that's one that for me, the influence that's come out of it. Yeah, I think the most obvious is, I think Walk the Moon was definitely there in like earlier in our other recordings. I think as we've progressed, uh, I don't know. I think that's like the beauty of it that we've kind of like started morphing into our own little sound. But I do hear, um, I still hear Duran Duran in there, like from yeah. like the early days. Um, that's been a big influence, yeah. Yeah, but even like some, I mean, some metal bands come to mind too, like some of the more metalcore bands as well. I mean, Richard <clears throat> can definitely chime in um, because we do have some heavier moments in our music that are derivative of that of that nature of of music and if I, yeah I, I mean yeah that I mean you know 2005 era like you know follow for my valentine you know, that's been the root mm -hmm. of you know uh you know i've been a big fan of them and, and david too and you know just throwing elements of that 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 kind of mid-2000s you know just heaviness is what we get because uh you know we've been getting a lot of fans reaching out to us um over this year you know telling us what their favorite bands are and you hear bands from motionless and white uh, uh, falling in reverse, and, and it, it's kind of great to, that we're getting those fans. The fact, again, why we started, you know, you have fans, people that like that, but like other stuff. So, um, yeah, we sound different to a lot of different people, which I think is really great. <laughs> yeah, I agree, and I appreciate your question because I feel like what the four of us are going to hear in our music is our influences right um which is kind of funny it's a different way it's it's the question you didn't ask right mm -hmm. and like at what we think influences us is what we're going to hear in our own music but the beauty of it is what we've created is like other people hear a ton of different stuff in it and it's it's honestly kind of entertaining the variety of things that people say they hear i had a buddy of mine just a month or two ago um i think it may have been when scarlet came out um, and we were getting more streams and stuff on Spotify. He congratulated me on that. And then he said, man, have you heard the weekend's new song, Blinding Lights? He took your sound. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I didn't think we sounded right. like that, but you know what? I can kind of hear it, you know? And so like, yeah, I mean, you can hear a lot of, you can hear a lot of different stuff in there. Definitely. Wow. Okay. And Glory, wow. next time, next time you're at a show, you'll notice when you come in, Richard will just be hammering some like metal dark chords and then we'll break into our pop sound it's like it's every time every time we, the doors it's our, 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 on our entire tour that's because we were the opening band right so we were the first one up there and yeah. it opened the doors basically as we're like like barely finishing our sound check and i'm like putting my mic away and like david's like getting off and richard's less like chum 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 and it's like and everyone's coming in like whoa oh, <laughs> what does this band sound like it's fun. It's fun to scare people and, and make them think that's what we're going to sound like. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the thing. We're the opening band, so they don't necessarily know us. They're like, oh, God, what's going to happen? And then we then we play the songs that you know, and they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. We're good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like, they are coming. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they're just either very excited or very disappointed. It's right. the other. I mean, actually, yeah, you either like us or you don't. Yeah. Uh, I think no we, we for sure are a lot heavier live. Oh, um yeah. <laughs> and we've had various people say that to us. They're like, I didn't know you guys would be this heavy live. Because, I mean, our, our influences really do show up more in our stage presence and how we perform mm -hmm. on stage. 
Uh, like we're not still on a stage. <laughs> Ever. We're, we're loud. We're rock and roll, and we headbang. We do yeah. crazy. I mean, Pat's doing freaking flips. You know, oh like. Yeah, oh there's, yeah there's video there's video there's video <laughs> so there like, people video. are like whoa i don't like you guys like sound different on the record and, and live you're like way heavier and it's 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 an experience and we kind of miss it i've never missed one so don't worry always okay, always yeah. safe always. <laughs> he's a professional gymnast that's true <laughs> he is a gymnast oh that's fire you look right. thank you so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through your music yes <laughs> yes absolutely what is uh, that uh one thing that we've always kind of um at least for me personally is that i feel that i've always liked music that has empowered me mm -hmm. uh, and i think that i mean metal heavy metal does that um that's why i like a lot of 80s music that was very epic and like powerful uh and i definitely want uh, our music to like make people uh feel empowered to go do something change their life um, like Pat says, you know, quit that job that you always, uh, that you've been hating on and stuff, you know, go do something that you really want to do. Or, um, or when you're driving down the street, you know, blast us to, you know, motivate you to do something. That's really what I think the band is, uh, striving for in terms of what we want our listeners to feel. I got this. I got this. Glory, Shane, <laughs> I want you to walk with me. Okay. All right. Okay. Walk with me here. I'm okay. walking. So picture yourself now. You're 16 years old and, well, okay, just for this example, you're a 16-year-old boy <laughs> in high school. You're okay. not great with the ladies. You're really good at guitar. You've got a dream that you want to be a musician. You know you can do it. Your parents don't believe in you. Your friends don't really buy it. They kind of show up to your shows half-assed, but you know. Then you put in the first in flight song and you hear the energy, the punch, the lyrics talking about an escape, about chasing your dream. It gives you the energy to go and be the best musician possible and chase that dream because now you've got someone cheering you on. You've got someone telling you, go get it. And that's what you do. Walk with me again. Now, you've got a single mother. She's in a bad relationship. She's stuck in a job she doesn't like. But you know what? Every night she dreams about all the things she could accomplish with her beautiful baby without that person and that job. One day, she listens to us in the car. She walks into her job. She puts her resignation letter on the, resignation letter on the desk says, I'm out, walks out, and starts her new life. Why? Because First and Flight told her to. That's the, what we want people to do. Thank you. Wow. Okay. okay. We also I hold- I, I told you we're making a movie here. We also <laughs> hold no liability for anyone Any quitting a job that they <laughs> yeah, yeah. needed. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Can, can you tell that Pat does our marketing? <laughs> yeah. That is the first time someone's been like, okay, so walk with me, walk and then walks me. us through a scenario of what they want exactly. people to feel. I oh my love God. that. Yeah, intro uh, interviews in never happened. That was one of the best answers to that question we've ever had. Honestly, yeah. Exactly. For, right there. for the record, yeah, for the see, record, I, right I, I warmed you all up to that because yeah, you, you can't just like that was a movie. Right there. You can't just accept Dave, that. David oh was God. not kidding when he, he joined and said, "We're going to make a movie today." Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we're doing over here. Um, so, are there any new projects in the works? You guys have got a bunch of singles. I Always. need to know. Tell Always. Well, Max, why are you filming? He's gonna leak the wrong info. We're like, oh no 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, leak everything. Supposed to be out of the band. <laughs> what if I leak the wrong stuff? I'm out of the band. Yeah, you're. Um, we have to check this. Remember, idea. we have a check this. Remember. Idea. Well, I was I was listening to our music and it empowered me to leave the band anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait. That's gonna yeah. everything and then this is it. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it's my resignation. Now, um, we got drum machines, cool. Ouch. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
honestly, guys, there's a lot on the horizon, and I'm not exactly sure what we can share, so I'll need some help. <sighs> but we're always working on new music. We're always writing. Um, we have a like a cache of, I mean, you could call them singles. It's just it's just songs that we're always working on. And yeah. to be honest, a lot of songs start with just like uh, a number because they're just one of the you know songs in Benny. the set in the cache, right? And so um, Scarlet probably started as song three, and you know other songs started song, as song four. It was song four. Was it song four? Okay, you know, and like, yeah, and we called it song four for so long that like that's what we know it as still. Um, but we, like, we have a song one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, like, just all those kind of hanging around. And so um, we've got those, and we can release those. But then we can also use those to pitch for certain opportunities. But um, and, yeah, what else, guys? Uh, I mean, JHS endorsed. <laughs> oh, I'll yeah, shoot this guy. I'm even milking that. Gotta put that in there. Special thanks to uh, JHS Strings for providing us with the <laughs> strings of all time. Right now, um, in all seriousness, right now the current project is we are making new music. We don't have any release dates set. We're working with a brand new producer from New York who Ooh. worked with bands like Maroon 5, Motion City Soundtrack, Weezer. He's a platinum producer. Um, so super excited about that. He's very, very cool. Shout, um, out, to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Yes. Shout out, Mark. Shout out, Mark. Um, the issue right now is that uh, obviously with COVID, we're running into issues getting into the studio. Um, we've done a lot of it ourselves, but um, that's sort of the, what I would call the hiccup right now. Um, I do, we are releasing, I don't know when this is dropping, sorry, but we're releasing a new video this Friday. Yo. Um, I guess say the date, Pat, just in case, like the, the date yeah. date. Yeah. I don't know what the date this Friday is. It's oh, uh, 26, uh, 28, 28, It's the 28th. Oh, okay. I'm going backwards. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. August 28th, we are releasing a brand new acoustic video um, for a very special song. And um, from there, we're working on this new music through the end of the year. We've been working with our manager, Tate, who, Gloria, I know you know. Um, of course. Yeah. Shout out to Tate. a great job. Um, he hooked us up with the producer, and he's helping us pitch this music to important figures in the industry. So I think right now what our kind of motto is, we're continuing to release content, new videos. We dropped one a couple weeks ago, we're dropping one on Friday. And hopefully the wait will be worth it when we have a very, very large announcement later this year. Okay. Wow. Hyping it up, okay. I like it. Gonna go right it yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, speaking of Tate, how'd you guys get sand, uh, sand, how'd you guys get signed to Dark Humor Management? How did that happen? So... Yeah, how'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that way. <laughs> We're ready for another movie scene here? I, yes. Um, picture oh, this. Picture I'm this. ready to walk. Okay. <laughs> picture this. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on my phone. I see Tate. I see... No. I, 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 I make I, eye contact. I DM Tate and tell him to sign us, and he goes, okay. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> you're not that far off. But that makes two of us. Um, so what happened was, is uh, we were under a different management at the time, and... Um, we had someone I knew who reached out to Tate. I actually was just looking to get in contact with Tate and make a new friend and continue to connect in the industry. And I got word about dark humor management. Um, and so I gave him a call and we had a long talk and I said, look, you know, um, we weren't really, we're not really looking for new management, but we'd love to talk with you. And, and he kind of gave us a really great pitch. And from there we, I mean, it was me and him just related. We were very similar um, it was a great conversation. He told us about some of the things that we could accomplish, maybe some of the things we were missing and how he could help us in ways we couldn't help ourselves. And we had like an hour long phone call. I brought it to the guys. It was a pretty quick um, decision from there. I mean, all of this happened, literally the conversation to the switch within 
48 hours. It was very cool. Wow. Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, was, I, it, was a, it was a really, really convincing pitch. And um, we were in a position where we thought there were new opportunities available. So, um, but it was quick and we haven't looked back and it's, it's been fantastic ever since. He's been, yeah, we, he's been really, we, really terrific. We've been stunned. Yeah. I mean, we took a, a little bit of a leap and, and his pitch was great and he has, he has come through. I mean, he's delivered on everything he said he wanted to do for us, and, and he's he's great. So shout out to Tate too. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so where do you guys see the band in the next five years? I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> Tokyo, Paris, <laughs> oh, yeah. London, Japan, Japan for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I think right now the goal. Well, I'll, I'll, we can all kind of say, but like obviously, COVID makes things a little. A little tricky but i don't think we'll be around in five years um right now we've established ourselves as a nationally touring act and and someone who is you know at, at the moment you know working with different record labels and trying to figure out a long-term plan for the future i think in the meantime we see ourselves as a band who is going to continue to provide great music great video content great live stream content and hopefully in five years be doing some of those more major markets major tour festivals major music festivals um mm -hmm. Yeah, but not losing ourselves, not losing the personalities that we share with the fans, not losing the video content that we create that creates a stronger community, not losing the live streams, um, the free merch that we give away, all that stuff that kind of makes it a big um, community. So that, that's how I see it personally. Okay. Yeah, the, what we really want out of this band is really just um, we want to we make a career out of it, right? You know, we want to mm -hmm. have longevity. Uh, we don't want to have like a, a quick burn. We want to have like a slow burn up so that, you know, we can survive for a long time. And I mean, right now, you know, we're doing a lot of self-financing. Eventually that won't be a thing. And we want to make this, you know, a career so that we can like pass it, keep on providing this great music, great content, uh, just so, because it makes us happy and we want to make other people happy as well. Yeah. Wow. Oh, awesome. oh yeah. I, I mean, kind of honestly the same as, what, what both Pat and, and David said, and I guess on top of it, it's yeah, just continuing to do the thing that we love, doing the thing that I love, you know, we got basically what motivated us to kind of start it and, and you know, just yeah, keeping that flame, keeping that fire going, you know, it's, you, you know, just kind of like with any job, you know, you always want to ask yourself, you know, do I want to continue doing this after some time, you know, like a, a five years is a good mark for that, you know, and I, I think as long as we're always learning and, and challenging ourselves, you know, there's no reason not to stop and, and this band is, continuously doing that <laughs> from the very beginning and and what i like about the industry is that that's, that's always going to happen you you know you never there's never going to be this stagnation it's never going to be just this rut. you know as, as much as like tours can have the same kind of like oh it's the same highways that kind of stuff it's never the same thing twice it's always something different um i, I you know I, I come from that industry i, I work at levi stadium I, it's like that all the time you know when you're meeting with people, it's different people each time. It's different everything each time, no matter how similar it is. You know, our, our national tour, every show is different. Our next tour, every single show will be different, even if it's the same venues. So I think just that alone continues to suck me in to continue this, you know. And, and again, we're playing for all these different people, you know, changing their lives. You know, we've had so many fans reach out to us online and, and in person telling them how we change their lives, you know. And, when the first fan told us that, you know, they, they showed us the tattoo they got of one of our song titles is really mind blowing. And we yeah. had numerous. Shout out oh, to yeah. Mads. Mads. Yeah. Oh. Shout out. Shout out to Mads. Mads, yeah. we love you. And Ryan was second. Shout out to Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, we love Ian, you. And Keen was also second. <laughs> right. But see, like I said, it, it, 
you know, the, the people that came right out with it and still continue. Like, that's, that, that, you know, that's something that I see people doing for the big bands, right? So the fact that people are doing it for, for us now to be on the other side is, is you know, it, it's such a mind-blowing thing. And, and I love, you know, we love to be that kind of impact, continue to be that impact for people. So it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Um, that was very wholesome. Um, on the last, <laughs> you know, for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Uh, <laughs> so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Uh, There's only one drink idea. for the band. There's only one drink for the band and it's milk oh, tea. Yeah. You already know. Milk tea, yeah. Uh, that's true. Tea. Solid taste. Uh, meal okay. What? My last meal um man i would I, I will do um let's see i am gonna do crab legs mm -hmm. <laughs> um, i will do crab legs with salted butter and be you there guys for a long time well, eating that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i know i'm gonna just savor it um and <laughs> said walk with me he said bite with me <laughs> Consume the food with me. Take a walk. Let's go. I want you to picture crack the first crab. Um, <laughs> oh my um, god! And then I would also have a nice steak with it. Um and oh and cheesy potatoes with that steak. Thank you. That is my meal. That's Damn. surf and turf and dirt right there. Right. <laughs> surf turf and dirt. Yeah. yeah, I think I might go with a nice steak, some broccoli, and like rice pilaf. You know. Okay. Oh. It, it's kind of hard. I'm kind of three-way tie, either between spam and rice, chicken adobo and rice, or chow mein slash pancit. Those are the foods I grew up eating. So mm, why not you know. all of them? Well, I was gonna say if I could do all of them, I'll just do all of them. Even, yeah, just go roll them. Might as well. So yeah, I, I, exactly. I, choose, I choose those. <laughs> Max. I was, man, I was gonna say I would need a whole day of food. I would need multiple meals, but I guess <laughs> for the last meal. Um, so I say this, I say this a lot. So the guys see this coming, but there is a chili, and oh, look at look at Pat's oh, like, oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and there's a chili in Ohio uh, called Skyline, and it's really bizarre to everyone who hasn't had it. But you pour the Skyline over noodles, and then you you, you put a lot of cheese on top of it, and it's really bad for you and really delicious. So I would have that, and I would probably have. Um, you know, growing up eating there, I, I would get a Sprite with that meal. Mm -hmm. So I guess if I'm having that as my meal, I'd need the Sprite. Okay. Yeah, we, we toured in Cincinnati also last year, and he showed us that his family took us there. And yeah. um, I totally see what you mean by it's not good for you. It's not. But being that we've never heard of it, tried it, it was the greatest thing I've ever tasted. Like, you know, I, 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 I got a shirt. I got a gift card that I'm keeping, you know, for the memories. Mm -hmm. um but it, it was quite amazing so uh i understand him completely. shout out to skyline chili there we go endorse <laughs> us please, For your yeah. please. And, and while we're and while we're at it wawa yeah dude i want wawa sponsors so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live one you repeat that world if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live someone else start that's a great question. God, uh, no. Hill Valley, Hill Valley, right here. Uh, Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. uh, the the Blue People Avatar movie world <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with not the other Avatar, the one with the blue, the James Cameron one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They get, like, yeah, they get to it's fly like, around yeah, and people. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
I would live in, this is such a boring answer. I totally would live with friends in New York City and like, Aww, and like horrible. show it, like steal Rachel from Ross and like just, it'd be great. That would Wait, Pat, be. Pat, if you, if you had to replace a friend's character yourself, like which one would you replace? Would you take off the show? Oh, well, I'd have to replace Ross, not because I don't like him, just but like Joey and Chandler are so funny, and like Ross usually brings problems, so I just like <laughs> be funny, and then it'd just be like super funny. Um, you know, I could like duet Smelly Cat or something; it'd be great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I probably I don't know, maybe because I grew up with that. Um, I choose the Harry Potter universe. Yo, Ooh. what's your house? Uh, well, Gryffindor. I mean, that's that's. Okay. I feel that's the one I. I, I mean, it's kind of cliche, but. You know, Bro, I'm I, a Hufflepuff. Ah, uh, okay, okay. All right, <laughs> okay, so Gryffindor, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I can respect that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I have the honor of asking the last question, and every person we've spoken to has said it's the most important question. What's your uh-huh. favorite color? Oh. <laughs> Thank black. you, Max. <laughs> black. Oh, black. For sure. Okay. Taste. I mean, that's like the absence of color, but you know. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it goes with everything. It goes with everything. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, red, red, although I wear a lot of black with David, but red, black, red, solid. Uh, for mine, it's actually orange. Uh, I've I've loved it. I've always liked the way it kind of looked, and most orange flavored stuff, like orange candy, is my favorite. So like. If we're eating gummy candies, like if David uh, or whoever is eating gummy candies, I was like, hey, give me the oranges or give me some of the oranges. Haribo peaches, Haribo peaches, bro. All right, so orange orange food and orange soda is good, but orange clothing is not not it. Yeah. I think think it can be a little hit or miss. A lot of it, no, but I think there's there's a few shirts where I'm like, you know what? It's really orange, but I'd wear it, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a band shirt and I love the band that much, I don't care. But yeah, it's a lot of the stuff is kind of like, how yeah. did I not know that? I, I had no idea. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you did pick New York with friends, so I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> basic ass. <laughs> uh, my favorite color would be blue. Go blue. Blue. All right. Sonic. Sonic. Uh, Sonic. Uh, of course. Sonic. And Sonic is blue. Sonic. And, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Sonic. Uh, all the good stuff. Yeah. So as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, David, what do we want to plug? Uh, GHS <laughs> Strings, best <laughs> company in the world. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Since 1968? <laughs> I think 64, <laughs> I don't know. They've been around oh, for a long time. Shoot. What, when is this dropping, Shane? Oh God, like probably a month from now. Okay, a month from now. It is the future. It is September. Uh, still COVID. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dang. We, yeah. We are First in Flight. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash First in Flight Band for new video content. Follow us on Instagram at First in Flight Band for new live streams every two weeks. In addition, check out our brand new website, firstinflight.com, where we'll be dropping brand new merch. It's probably already out by now, so go check <laughs> it out. We'll see you guys soon. If you're not on the email list, get on it now, firstinflightband.com slash email. That's where you're going to get secret tour updates, behind-the-scenes content, merch discounts, and more. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you.
Oh, that was a great. That was good. Thank you. Can you tell he's done that before? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Telling you, we're making movies here. We have scripts ready to go. Oh my god! I'm just here orchestrating. Why didn't I get one? Why didn't you guys send the script to us? (laughs) Uh, We like like our actors to improvise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been First in Flight, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.